What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of ESPN's Ball and the Real World. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. We've got a very special guest with us today. Before we bring her in, I'll remind everyone, obviously, the NBL started last weekend, the WNBL as well. So make sure you do go to ESPN.com.au and check out all the news as it uh, continues to come through. And speaking of news, our guest today, the head coach of the Opals, Sandy Brondolo. And Sandy, it's been a big week of news for you. I sent you a text and uh, it was very late notice to do this. But as you've always been to me the last couple of years that I've been hassling you, very uh, uh, responsive and I'm appreciative of your time. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, you're welcome. It's good to be here. So I, I mentioned the news and we'll, we'll dive straight into it. So first of all, We'll start with Phoenix. So I think, honestly, certainly from the reaction that I saw from Australian basketball fans, it was, it was surprising. It was surprising news that you wouldn't be coming back to the Phoenix Mercury. Obviously, had a successful season last year. Your record, everyone knows, WNBA championship, playoffs every year through your eight seasons. So um, can you, I, I guess just to start, the easy question is, can you just talk us through from, from your point of view, the, the process to get to here? And obviously, um, the contract was up. But when, when they say mutually agree, maybe I'm a bit cynical, Sandy, but I always am curious to understand what that means. Yeah, look, uh, to quite quite honest, I've been here for eight years and, when, you know, we just, uh, you know, the management just decided that it was, you know, probably good to have a, have a new voice. And um, so if you call that mutual, that's what it was. But, uh, yeah, look, I've, I'm, you know, very grateful for the opportunity to coach the Phoenix Mercury for so long. I mean, it's hard to you know, win in this league. It's hard to stay more than three years in this league. And I was able to stay a uh, really great organisation for eight years. So grateful for that. Got to coach some really great players, um, made a lot of friends. And, but yeah, now it's, let's see what the next opportunity brings me. So I mentioned that the, the and thanks for that explanation, by the way, that's exactly what I was asking when I said, when they say mutual, I mean, to me, it's, it's very rare that it can be purely mutual, but anyway, we'll move on. So you're eight seasons there. Like I said, the playoffs every single year. Um, you did win the championship uh, championship going back to 2014. So I know that it's only been a few days. But is, how, do you, how do you reflect on that? Because it is a long time to be with a franchise at, at that level and especially with the success you had. Yeah, no, it is. Like I have uh, fun me- memories, um, you know, every year. Every year is a, is a new challenge. We've, uh, you know, had a lot of injuries along the way, unfortunately. Um, you know, won a championship my first year in 2018. We were close, you know, five minutes away. And Sue Bird had her best five minutes of her career. So, and, and that's her words. So, <laughs> getting to the finals again. And then, obviously, this this year, you know, started off slow, um, got healthy, found really great chemistry. And, um, you know, we're waiting of going to a game five. And, you know, I felt confident in that. But uh, in the end, I always say, Chicago, you know, they deserve to win, but, uh, you know, key a nurse injury, you know, might have hindered us a little bit. But look, I'm, like I said, it, it, this is home. I'm grateful, have a great relationship with the organisation. Um, eight, eight years is a long time. So, um, you know, but, and for now, I'm just excited what comes next. So one of the cool things, if you're an Australian basketball fan, getting the chance to watch you guys over the last few years is also that there's always been, aside from yourself, but on the, on the playing roster, there's been Australians filtering through. So please let me know who I've forgotten here. I know you've had other, other women roll through on practice squads and training camp uh, rosters and that sort of stuff. But Alana Smith, obviously, recently. Lilani Mitchell, who everyone knows you, you've been with for, for quite a while. Kayla George was there for a little bit. Penny Taylor, Erin uh, Phillips. Am I missing anyone, Sandy? 
Oh, geez, there has been so many. Christy yeah. Harrow. I mean, yeah. not in my time, I mean, when they were playing, um, you know, obviously played, you know, Michelle Timms and Christy yeah. Harrow, Michelle Brogan, so many players. Trish Fallon, they all played here. Kristen Beale. Uh, yeah, they love Aussies. So that's a great thing. And uh, yeah, so, you know, you know, I'm sure even with me not coaching this team as we go forward, I'm sure we'll have an international flavour as well. And I've been fortunate enough the last few years and we were sort of discussing uh, or we have discussed in, in the past where I've been. And by the way, for anyone that says that I, I maybe I, I don't prepare well enough, can I just say I was ready an hour early for this interview. I'd texted Sandy. I'm like, what's going on? Are we doing this? And she said, yes, in an hour when we agreed. So uh, the point being that I haven't figured out my US time zones yet. Uh, but when I was in Milwaukee, I got a chance, um, not as closely as you, but I got the chance to see Giannis up close, the way he prepares, the way he goes through it. You've been coaching with uh, Diana Tarasi for a number of years. And I'm just curious, and I'm sure a lot of people are, um, obviously one of the greatest, maybe the greatest of all time. I'm not sure where that sits with you, but uh, her preparation, the way she's been able to play for so long and still to play for a high level. What, what is that like as a coach or, or how, did, how have you enjoyed that experience? Well, it's been a wonderful experience. I mean, Diana, you know, to me is the GOAT um, and it's not about her, her scoring ability. I mean, she, I think she's one of the purest shooters that I've ever seen, but you know, it's her, it's her IQ, it's getting other ones involved, it's her passing, it's her vision, it's her leadership. Um, you know, a lot goes into it. But, you know, to be able to keep playing the way she does at 39 and, you know, admittedly she only played half of the season this year because of injuries, um, but it, it's no accident why she's so good. Um, because if you see the work that she puts in um, to, to play the way that she does, um, you know, it'll be, it's mind-boggling. Especially now as you get a little bit older, you know, she's there really early. She's doing all her uh, correctives and, and just getting ready to practice. Um, you know, it's been, you know, it's it's been hard for her, obviously, getting some of these injuries. But she she works, she's dedicated, she's, you know, she's mentally tough. And you need that, you know, to be, um, you know, as good as player as she is. So, you know, she has that will to win. And she's... 40 next year and you know i don't know if it, she says one more year but who knows it could be two more years so we'll see so as long as she can stay healthy i think she can play as long as she wants yeah i've always said uh, the the best players and you know this better than i do but they the way they warm up even before a game is more than a normal person would go through <laughs> in a normal workout they'd say okay i'm done uh, i've done my daily workout then they go out and play a game um so i guess for you before we move on to some national team stuff from a club perspective and again it's been a few days so i'm not expecting you have any answers but but what do you see what do you what what do you see for your future in terms of coaching you mentioned that obviously home has been arizona for a long time so have you had a chance to even consider the possibilities yeah look i mean i'd like to say coaching in the WNBA. i love the challenge of uh bringing a team together and the best league in the world the best players in the world so um, you know, the only team that's available at the moment is New York. So that would be a great situation if they deemed me to be the, the next coach. So, you know, so we'll see. And um, if not, um, you know, I can focus on the Opals next year and then, then look uh, the following year when if any jobs become available. But, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, I like challenging myself. So, you know, we'll see, Kane. I'll keep you posted. Good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, as we move on to the Opals, so, and I was reading all the stuff through the week, you obviously um, had some comments about the squad that came out. But before we get into this squad, I was curious about the 1994 uh, tournament and you brought that up and how special it is for 
um, for yourself that will be coaching and for the for the women that are on this team that get to play in Australia. How, how do you look back at the 94 tournament? You're obviously um, part of the national team there as a player. Yeah. Well, number one, it was a long, long time ago. Um, you know, and we probably all had perms. But, yeah, no, look, I, it was a, um, a, just a great experience because, you know, the Opals had failed to qualify for the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. And, you know, obviously that's heartbreaking uh, for any athlete and you put so much time and effort for us. But then we hosted, you know, 1994. And, and I knew uh, we had actually had to win our last round game against Italy by about 14, I believe. And, you know, we did that and, you know, we went to the final stages and ended up losing um, uh, in the bronze medal game. But, you know, I just, I, I just love the support that we got. I think it really put women's basketball or, and Opal's WNBL on the map a little bit. And, you know, hopefully it'll have that same effect because I think look, the WNBL, I think it's, this is the strongest season that we ever have seen. And we've had some pretty good seasons in the past. And that's why it makes it one of the strongest leagues outside the WNBA. Um, so, yeah, we're excited about that. You know, obviously, you know, we didn't achieve our goal in, in Tokyo, but we've got a, you know, a new chapter, a new beginning, not, to, you know, in, in terms of let's get our preparation. It's no, no longer COVID. I know COVID's around, but uh, we're not living in lockdowns, which I'm sure looks like we're still living in a lockdown. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it's good to, to get back because, you know, failing, you know, if you don't prepare properly, um, you know, success is usually not going to be there. And, and unfortunately, things were taken out of our hands and um, and we know the whole story around it. And, and it's an opportunity for us to, to reset and, and hopefully get back on that podium. Sandy, I'm about to go to a live basketball game tomorrow night in Melbourne. I can't believe it. It's absolutely insane. It's going to be um, fun there. So this group here, and by the way, that World Cup, before we move on, one of the venues was Tasmania, right? It was the, the Silver Dome. Is that, is that correct? Did you? Oh, my memory is not that good. Oh, yeah. We were in Adelaide. I know that. Yeah. Sydney. So, Sydney. yeah, it could have been Tasmania. I don't know. But we were in Adelaide first and then went to Sydney for the finals. Yeah, we just had the first game down here in Tassie with the NBL team and, and the fans are going absolutely nuts. So when I saw that, I thought it was interesting. A lot of talk about the Silver Dome. But as far as this squad, so you said um, sort of touched on on this team and there's a bunch of younger faces and new faces. And then there's the veterans that we know and the, and the girls that have been there in the last few major tournaments, the the Asia Cup and then heading to Tokyo. So what do you like about this squad? I know that's, there's going to be plenty and that's a very um, generic question to ask you. But as, as you look at this team and you get prepared for um, training camp and then qualifiers here moving into the new year. Well, look, I think it's the best players that we have. And that's not to say um, other players won't be added. It's fluid at a, a, later, a later date and, and we'll evaluate that. And um, there's a few players that come to mind now, but, you know, it was just a, you know, we took players from obviously the Tokyo Olympics and then players that went to the Asia Cup and uh, put that group together. We thought, uh, you know, had a good mixture of experienced players that have been there for a while and have led the way and, and, you know, the opportunity for some younger players to take that step forward too. And so it's going to be very competitive in that. Nick, I think... Uh, you know, obviously with no Liz Cambage in the, in the team and, you know, she's been great for the Opals in the past, but we know uh, that she'll no longer be there. And it's a it's a, an opportunity for others. We have to, you know, uh, reset the way that we want to play. And, um, you know, I think it, it, it's exciting in terms because it's just another challenge that we have. And, um, you know, I think we can be a little bit more aggressive at both ends of the floor. But I think, you know, in the past, maybe offense was creating defense because the team was built around Liz. Now I think, you know, we, we have more depth. We have to change, you know, the way we play a little bit and play to the, 
overall strength of all the individual players, not just that, that one player. And um, But, yeah, be more aggressive on defensive, on the defensive end, and that will create offence. But at the same end, time, making sure that we're, you know, got the right plays in, that we can, uh, comp- you know, um, you know, get the best out of the players that we do have. So you knew I was going to ask about Liz. You brought her up. So obviously, the, there's so much interest anytime a squad's been announced or heading into a major tournament. So over the last few weeks, what what was it like from your perspective in terms of did did you were you aware the whole time that it probably wasn't going to happen? Did you have contact with her? What what did the last sort of period look like leading into obviously her not being named, her saying she didn't want to play, whatever. Yeah, look, Jane Sterling and I, um, you know, we just contacted all the the players um, either by, you know, um, email and or by the phone just to get their interest and see if are they committed to going forward because it is a big commitment. Um, you know, obviously, and, and Liz has decided that she has um, no, no interest in doing that. At, so um, that was fine. Like I said, we, we respect that. And, um, and for me, it's like, so my focus now is, is on the talent that we do have. So, like, I'm excited about that. And like I said, we've learned a lot. We're still, we still hurt from, obviously, Tokyo. Things didn't uh, pan out the way that we wanted. And it, it's, uh, it's a, a fresh start for us and with some really committed athletes um, in a home World Cup. I mean, nothing gets, you know, better than that. Yeah, you touched on Tokyo. And, and I guess so much of the focus goes to Liz and the fact that the withdrawal was so close to that tournament. Um, but you also mentioned COVID as well. So when you do look back at that, and obviously uh, I know that the, the girls are disappointed, you were disappointed, you, you wanted to do better. In terms of the preparation, is, is it more, uh, I guess, the mental stuff that you had to go through in terms of readjusting and saying, okay, we thought that we were going to have this person here is such a focal point, now we don't. Um, was it the physical preparation? How, how do you look back on, on that tournament? You know, to be quite honest, Kane, it, it was both. Um, you know, we had players that hadn't had been in lockdown. Uh, you were experiencing that, and and while you could train, it was very small groups. Um, you couldn't get the group together, and um, hadn't played WNBL players hadn't played since December. So there wasn't that. You know, I just know with the Phoenix Mercury at the start, we started off really slow. I had three players: Diana, Tarasi, Skylar, Diggin, Smith, and Kia Nurse. Um, all hadn't played basketball for six months. They did one on one, but it took them a while to get your rhythm. You know, if you played at this this level, you can't just rock up and think, yeah, I'm going to drop 30 tonight and, and feel good. But you also have to get it used to the players that are around you if you're, you know, playing as a cohesive unit. And, uh, you know, we didn't have that preparation. We we initially had a European tour, that which was cancelled, um, you know, because of the quarantine. And then, um, you know, obviously we, we know USA, uh, you know, we beat the USA you know, that emotions are running high and, and, and we know what happened from there. And we had games planned in Tokyo before the before the tournament started, but they were cancelled. So it kind of left us really, really underprepared. And obviously the emotional, um, you know, stress that we had with Liz leaving us so close, um, which we, you know, we, you know for, her, for, for the reasons which she has been told. But, you know, it's hard as any kind of coach. And, um, yeah, we, we didn't do our best. I know, you know, I've, I understand that. It was difficult, you know, still burns, but it's now we have to move forward. You know, we've got to learn and move forward and, and, and it's all about preparation. So not just training, it's all about getting those quality games against international opponents so that we can learn, continue to learn and, and to, to develop and, and work out, you know, how do we want to play, you know, what, who are our best 12 so that uh, we're back on the podium. 
Yeah, so it's again, it's not to disrespect what obviously Liz can do on the floor. We know she's a great player, but this does feel like a, in some ways, a, a positive. And this is, you can say how it feels to you that the team can now get together and say, okay, this is almost a, a fresh start. We've got a year, under a year now, until the World Cup in Sydney. Um, we don't have to worry about anything else. We know who, that we're going to have the best team available. Does it feel like a, a positive, or am I trying to spin that? No, no, look, I always, I, if, if you know, knew me, you know me pretty well but I'm, I'm the glass half full like I'm not going to look about what we don't have I'm going to look about what we do have um, and we know what's ahead of us you know we know okay this is the players that have committed well that's our focus now I think we have some really talented players you know um, Ezzy Mabego and, and I want the media to talk about them you know Rebecca Allen um, you know Sammy Wickham you know we've got it goes on um, Lana Smith who I'm expecting you know to get Back healthy, having a great season in the WNBL. Yeah, Steph Talbot. We've got some really good players. And uh, we had some injuries leading into Tokyo. But, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I think they're excited. I think getting back playing in the WNBL um, helps them to move on from, uh, you know, the past uh, a few months. And, um, and it, it allows us to focus. You know, it's, it's closer than we think now. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Desi because I wanted to ask specifically about her. Um, we've seen her introduced to the national team the last couple of tournaments. Um, there were stretches during the Olympics where she was literally felt like she was just going to take over games. She's so young. What do you see in her in terms of where she can get to? Because to me, I look at someone that can really dominate a game on both ends. Yeah, and, and she will. But you, we can't put that much pressure on her at the moment. She's still very young. She's still learning the game. Um, and, and, and but it will come. You see, you've seen those glimpses. Now it's about just getting con, um, consistency out of it. She and what you love about Ezzy is she's such a, I mean, just a, the nicest person out there. You know what I mean? So you know, just get her. You know, keep keep believing in herself. And it's not always going to be perfect. You know, how many? You know, I've played for a long time. You went out. And you you want to play well, but you're not always going to be there. Well, that doesn't take away what you can do. So it's just that refocus and. Uh, she obviously will be a key part for us, not now, um, but also for the future. And I think, you know, the sky's the limit for her, but she's going to get better and better with more experiences that she, that she has over the, the coming years. How does she handle that? Because you spoke about that and a lot of times you speak to young players and they have ideas of where they want to be. And naturally, there's a bit of impatience there just from understanding what they can do and wanting to get there. How does she handle that? She actually handles it quite well. And it's credit to to her family she's very um humble um she's very selfless you know it's all about the team you know and and she's one of those players that will apologize if she doesn't think she's played well enough you know it's more like you know this is this is a team sport it's not all on you it's us we're in this together and um you know but we've got a lot of players like that they're just you're just great people you love being around them and um you know it's it's hard when we get through something very difficult but i think it will help us grow as a unit and, and as we move forward because you know we're a tight group and now we just got to get that time that quality time back together and um, you know, and, and that's why I said my mindset is we're, we're looking ahead. We've got really great, you know, we've got the veterans there, we've got the youth, and now it's about finding, you know, fine-tuning and finding those best 12 uh, to, you know, to make us the best team when we, we get to Sydney. Yeah, you mentioned some of the veterans. So this opportunity feels it, like it's going to be special for everyone, but it feels like for Jenna and Lulani and, and these, these girls are going to be a part. It's going to be such a, a special moment for them. And, and you know, I, I'm, listen, I'm not in the business of trying to retire anyone, uh, Sandy, that's for sure. But who knows how many major tournaments they have moving forward. Uh, 
do you place any emphasis on that? Have you spoken to them about that, their excitement to try and make this, this count, uh, what this means to them? Do you have any sort of sense for that? Um, no, but I know that they're all very excited because, you know, it, we talked about, you know, 2000 Olympics, I was in the Olympics too, and that was another highlight. You know, people say, what was your favourite moment of playing? And it was the 2000 Sydney Olympics because it was in Australia, you know, in front of our home crowd, having my family in the stands. So it's no different to them, you know. Um, uh, playing for the Opals is, is an honour for each and every one of us, and um, this is no different. So, um, you know, for those older players there, and, I mean, it'd be, you know, I don't know what their plan plans are, and I, I'm like you. I mean, they have to make their personal, um, you know, decisions, and um, you know, about when they want to retire or not. But uh, a home a major tournament on home is, is, is pretty special. And, you know, especially if we can get, get back on the podium and then that's how, and we'll be working really hard to do that. And, um, you know, it's uh, like I said, it's exciting. Yeah. To be clear to any of those girls, if they are listening, I would personally like, <laughs> I would personally like you to play for another decade, just to be yeah. clear. Um, yeah. <laughs> So what's your plans then? And I know you uh, guys, the Opals are going to have a training camp. It's uh, late January, early Feb. You can, you can sort of correct me there with those dates. But what's your plans in terms of trying to get back out here and probably catching some uh, WNBL basketball? Yeah, look, it's been fun the last uh, few days just watching the games that have already been played, the three of them. And uh, I look forward to seeing the other teams playing on the weekend here. But um, I'll actually arrive back mid-January and, and do the circuit so, you know, watching games live um, and then getting into camp and um, just excited about that. We'll have a short camp before we have to go to Belgrade and, uh, you know, get over there and play some games. But, you know, usually if, if you look back to 2020 when we're trying to qualify for the, for the Olympics, we had like two and a half days together <laughs> all the way to France. So, you know, that was my biggest thing for them. You cannot prepare a team in a high, you know, high-pressure situation. Obviously, we don't have to qualify for this one um, without limited pre- with limited preparation. So it's good that we get the camp in Australia with a, you know, a, 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 not the team, but a little smaller squad, and then you know, take the team over there. And those those mo- those moments are valuable for us because that's the way that we start. Like I said, the new chapter. Um, um, you know, just working out what's going to be the way that we can play and developing that chemistry. So it's going to be fun to have you out here, first of all. And I remember talking to Gorge last year when he was out there and obviously he was coaching Illawarra and he would say that uh, he felt that players would try and show out if he was co- if he was against them. Is Do you sense that if you come out here and you'll be watching these girls? Because he actually uh, specifically mentioned one time where he had to go to Jock Landau and say, look, just relax, okay? I, I know I'm coaching against you tonight, but you don't need to prove anything play the game and it was such a fascinating story to hear that before this game that they're about to play um do you feel that you'll need to have similar conversations with these uh with these girls potentially in the squad yeah um look yeah yeah, possibly because (laughs) and 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 it's no different like you know tom ma used to be my coach back in the day yeah you always wanted to play well because you know hey you're going to play well in front of a national coach i think it's just a natural feeling and but for me i always say just play your game I'm here, you know, to, you know, I'm watching all your games. I'm just not right. there by the court. Um, but, I'm, you know, just play your game. I don't want them to be anxious. But, you know, sometimes it's more about if they're feeling anxious, it's a way to control that. Because, you know, we have those moments where, you know, you're in a, in a, a you know, World Cup game. You know, you have to make sure we're staying calm. But uh, we joke. We've joked about it a few times. Some of them have said they've been nervous. So, but they're good. 
I don't mind making them nervous. <laughs> right, exactly right. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe you want to see how these girls respond in the under pressure. That's something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll start, I'll start saying, start yelling out to them, see, exactly. what, see what response I'll get. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. So um, I've seen you mention this and, and in terms of the focal point and you sort of brought it up briefly before. So the way that you have to play, and you said maybe it's a, a more team approach. Obviously, you've got a, a bunch of players on this team that play in, in, uh, in the WNBA and they're stars in their own right. But what do you see? And, and this is very early, but what do you see for the vision of this team then where you don't just throw the ball down low to, to a player like Liz and then everything works off her? What, what's, what's your vision for how you guys can play uh, moving forward? Yeah, look, I think that will obviously will um, play around that as yeah. we have more experiences with the team, um, you know, once we get them all together. But look, you know, obviously we want to we want to play more aggressive on defence, you know, I think uh you know liz when you have a six foot nine player you're going to utilize her and at both ends of the floor um but now i think you know we can get a little bit more aggressive with our athleticism and hopefully create easy baskets out of that and then you know on the other end um you know i think pick and rolls are the hardest thing to guard and um so, you know and I, I i run a lot of pick and rolls um but also inside outside attack i think that's important i think you know, I'm not just about analytics, but, you know, you can get uh, uh, shots at the basket. If you can get to the foul line and make threes, I mean, you're in good spot, uh, you're in good shape. And I think we've got players to, uh, we've got players that can ISO and get to the rack. We've got three-point shooters. And I think we, you know, have an inside presence as well. Um, but, you know, we have to bring that toughness. You know, I think we just have to, you know, be, be really mentally and physically tough. And that's going to be one of our strengths as we move forward. Love it, Sandy. Uh, I, um, like I said, this was very late notice that I texted you yesterday and said, can we do this? Uh, how about 24 hours? And he said, yes, straight away. So I really appreciate it. Um, we're excited for you to come back out here. We're excited for the world cup. I know that for sure. And, and the squad that you, you, uh, you guys have got together, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate your time and thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. All right, so that's it for today's episode of Ball and the Real World. We'll be back next week. Uh, we've got more NBL to talk about, more WNBL, and it's going to be a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to the podcast, if you haven't subscribed, uh, we would appreciate uh, that for sure. But for now, for Sandy and myself, we'll catch you guys next time.